Hello and welcome to Enough Said, the podcast brought to you live and direct from Ithaca House by the registered charity Independent Newham Users Forum. Independent Newham Users Forum is a support service and community centre for Newham-based residents who've been previously diagnosed with a mental health condition. We provide advocacy, lifestyle opportunities, workshops and volunteer experiences. Today we are joined by our guest hosts or regular hosts rather uh, Michael Ahan Hi Stephen Cote Hi Hello and we are also being controlled by the impeccable MKH Incorporated Oh hello sorry No problem I I'm, I'm your host Trevor Jones and today we're going to explore a different chapter of enough said we are going to do layman learns We are talking about uh, comparisons and today we are going to compare the fictional E20 postcode with the real E20 postcode. If it's not known to you already, there's a popular TV show in the UK called EastEnders. It's a soap opera, but it's actually got a part of a series is located in an area called E20, which is a spin-off program where the drama explores the challenges of uh, new Albert Square residents and what they learn and how to survive life in Walford. However, since the arrival of the Olympics in Stratford, we also have a Stratford village and a Westfield shopping centre located in a specific postcode also called E20. So today we'll explore the differences between the fictional version we see on TV and the real version that we can see in real life. So, what do we know about E20 in Stratford? Um, well, you got a, you seem to have a new new side and an old side. Okay. Because you've got the indoor market, which has been there for I don't know how many years, which has been there for for a long time, which you could say is the old the old part and the old part of Stratford is like Stratford E15 that was there yeah, from a long yeah. time ago and then you've got Westfield which is just which just wants money out of you and the thing is the dividing line appears to be the train station because it appears that the train line divides um, E15 from E20 that's the train line of um, Stratford tube station which hosts the central line the Jubilee line and I think Stratford International, which takes you down to, I think, Dover or something like that. So what do we see in E20 on our travels? Um, you, you do go past the... Um, you do see the, the new West Ham Stadium, which was the Olympic Games. Mm. And we also got the Olympic... I mean, we've got the Olympic Village where people live as residents. It used to be the accommodation for all of the athletes. Now it's been sold off uh, by a Qatari company uh, as private accommodation. And, uh, yeah, we've got the shopping centre as well. But um, do you know much about the E20, the TV series? Are you talking about EastEnders or E20? The e- well, there is actually a TV series called EastEnders and a spin-off is called E20. Yeah, but that's, the spin-off is only called E20 because EastEnders is set in E20. That's the fictional borough they live in. Yeah, and but it's, it's I think it's mainly like a younger cast, like a kind of a Grange Hill oh, okay. kind of group. But I mean, we can, I mean, it's just comparing EastEnders, isn't it? Because EastEnders is in E20. It's just a different E20, a fictional E20. 
Well, I mean, one thing I know about EastEnders is um, they, there's a fictional area called Walford, and uh, it might not be known to a lot of people, but Walford is the amalgamation of uh, two areas called uh, Walthamstow and Stratford, uh, which are real places in East London. And um, I can't remember, what was the name of the pub in uh, EastEnders? Queen Vic. The Queen Vic. I think there was actually a Queen Vic uh, a long time ago, uh, which was actually in a corner of Stratford, um, near, I think it was uh, Water Lane, as it were. But um, the old pub has been converted into like a block of flats, and the only thing that like re- that remains is like the signpost of where the pub used to be. Okay. But um, in terms of the fictional account of E20, are we? Do you think EastEnders or the E20 TV series is a good reflection? Of the East End community as we know it. Um, <coughs> um I don't watch EastEnders. You don't watch EastEnders. <laughs> I mean, the thing, is, the thing is, East Village, um, uh, which is part of E Twenty, uh, it's a place where you've got uh, travel-themed supper clubs. Uh, you can enjoy uh, uh, at the moment uh, Wizard of Oz themed egg hunts during the Easter and you can also uh, live in that area and um, there are a lot of high profile retailers in this district and apparently it's one of London's best connected neighbourhoods and according to the promotions it's full of flavour, life and the East Village always has something to offer. Um, In terms of retail uh, there's always exciting new adventures apparently you can do an event called Trapped in the Prison Van which is a kind of challenge where you end up going into a van which is locked up and you can be held in a real ex-police van and the challenge is to exit it um, as quickly as possible. You can do that whenever you want. You don't really need a... Do you think it's commonplace to just be arrested on, on, the, the, on the hoof in and around East London? I was with a girl once who got arrested and they put the, um, uh, the handcuffs on her. Well, her wrist was so small that she just slipped them out, <laughs> handed them back to the policeman. So <laughs> it was his first night as well ever as a policeman. I mean, the thing is, um, East the East End has always been portrayed as uh, an area with like kind of um, likely lads, never do wells, and probably a little bit of um, dodginess in terms of like uh, secondhand goods that may not have um, rightful ownership to sell and stuff like that. But um, are we? Does E Twenty attempt to glamorise the East End at the moment? Um, it depends if you if you're watching the soap or reality. In yeah. in the soap, they, they seem oh, like the film Mitchell, just so over the top, trying to be a hard man. You just sort of go, yeah. In reality, be a, people just laugh at him. Mm. Because he's being odd, you don't have to be over the top. So do you think um, the idea of like hard men who live in the East End is like a, is like a, a stereotype? Um, I assume so. <laughs> Have you met any hard men in the East End? I don't remember it, no. I mean, coming from uh, Cornwall yeah. uh, to live in the East End, because you live in Hackney, yeah. um, do you... Did you have an experience or an idea of what living in the East End would be like 
before you arrive, perhaps from films like Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? No, because I realise that's exaggerated, an exaggerated version of, of the East End. And mm. um, so, yeah, no, I didn't really think it would be like that. No. Yeah. So um, do, you, do you think we should rename it Exaggerated 20 instead yeah, of E20? Yeah, that'd be much better. <laughs> But the, the other thing I've noticed, because um, I've worked in uh, Stratford for some time, is it feels like there's a kind of economic apartheid going on, okay. where if you are from Stratford and you are familiar with the E15 area and the old, let's say, Arndale shopping centre, um, it seems to be more working class and... Uh, I would say the shops are more for people on perhaps a lower income and when you go to the E20 I mean we're talking about comparing like E15 has like a lot of pound shops a lot of betting shops a lot of supermarkets and a lot of corner shops and takeaways whereas if you go to E20 um, you seem to be presented with like your Apple stores your River Islands um, your Uniqlo's and kind of more like high-end retail stores. Okay. Do you think that's dividing the community in any way? Um, it it does it does a with that with that they did bring a split. Yeah. With those who think they because you're going to get someone who thinks they're better than those who just shop yeah. in the normal place. You okay. know, like where it's like reasonable. Yeah. You go. Um. I can never, I can never buy like, let's say, a bar of chocolate. I could never go in a pound shop and just buy a big bar of chocolate for, for like a pound. Yeah. I've got to go over there where they do like link for like, ten times the price of that. Mm. I mean, it seems to be like there's a retail utopia going yeah. on in uh, just on the other side of the train tracks. And so you to do speak. notice it with out uh, what people wear as well. Okay. Could you see the ones who were like in the art, the E15, they're like every day, you know, it's just, you work on a market, so you've got a bit, the t-shirt might be a bit ripped, it might have a bit of a stain, you know, Yeah. it's just, you know, you just sort of day to day, you're not going to wear your best clothes at work. Mm. In the other one, it's all about, oh no, this is what you should be wearing this season. Yeah. You know, like you get them walking around with like two hundred pound jeans on, mm. and that's not to include that it's it's a lot safer in E15 because ever since that one in E20, there's always been stabbings going on. Yeah, there's always something. There's so, been stabbings in E15 or E20. E20 in like Westfields, it's oh. just been like you always hear about someone's been attacked. Is it both? Do you think it's because uh, think, there's more think, affluent people walking around with lots of money? Yeah, because if you got, if you if you're just trying to do someone who's just got hardly nothing in their pockets, what's mm. there's, there's there's nothing in it for you. If you're going somewhere where you got expensive shops, yeah, you know you're gonna get a better person to attack because they've got because mm. they've got money. Yeah, um, I think one thing that the East Enders. TV series probably hasn't addressed is uh, the gentrification or uh, that goes on in certain areas of East London uh, and London in general. But Don't you remember when the Dagmar opened in in East Enders? The Dagmar, that was the wine bar. The, yeah, that's gentrification. Okay, that was the eighties as well. So, so, so was quite <laughs> ahead of its time. Ahead of its time there. And um, 
but the thing is, the wine bar was kind of almost like a standalone location or scene in East Enders, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, do you, Brown, hey, yeah. Uh, he ran was, there. was that yeah. the character who had the relationship with um, I think he, Kathy? He, he wrote, relationship he, he, is one word for it. He, he, oh, because that he, ended very badly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah he kind of took. He sort of raped. It Rape was her. Her. raped her. Wow, yeah. that is a, probably a difficult storyline to contend but, with. But then they also did have the Mark one where he come out about having AIDS early on, and it was how his family turned against him because he had AIDS. Okay, wow. I mean that's going back quite a while. Yeah. Um, but do you think EastEnders at the moment? I mean, MKH, you might want to jump in here. Do you feel like EastEnders at the moment is representative of the society that is living in the East End of Stratford at the moment? EastEnders has never been representative of. You said it was an amalgamation of Wolfenstone and Stratford. That's the name, Wolford. Wolford. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to assume that's why they selected those two areas because yeah. they wanted to mug it. Yeah, it's, no, it's never been like that. And I why feel, do you think that? I feel... And I haven't watched it for a very long time. Mm. But when... I guess I didn't have enough hobbies. Yeah. Um, when I did used to watch it, 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 it seemed quite... Um, narrow in yeah. the characters that it had. Yeah. So you were either... A, a, a gangster like Phil Mitchell yeah or you were a a loud mouth little woman like Peggy Mitchell I don't know but that seemed to be in my point of view the, the main characters in that like I, I couldn't mm. I couldn't watch an episode without Peggy saying to someone get out of my pub or something I think what, what is mm. happening here why do you get? Why that's what that's what really irritated me about the Queen Vic. Why do they never have door security? Why was it a little <laughs> tiny old woman throwing grown six foot men out of a, a what? What's happening here? The thing is, I, I think you got Danny Dyer now, then. So. Yeah, uh, oh, Danny Dyer. Yeah, but the, um, the, it, the, it, it, it doesn't add to it. But the, the thing is, I, I think the the Peggy Mitchell um, era of uh, because EastEnders tends to be who is in charge of the Queen Vic. I mean, you can identify the area by the Angie and Den scenario. It's just the same as um, whoever owns the Rovers in Coronation Street. Or whoever sits on the throne in Game of Thrones. But yeah. the, the situation with um, the Peggy Mitchell era, um, I feel that because of the brothers, I think they were Grant Mitchell and Phil Mitchell, they were trying to allude to craze. Uh, the craze and the history of the craze kind of running... Um, the crime world and being sociable with their peers and in the uh, local community. Except they 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 then they're nothing like they then, they they. they why they, are the Mitchell brothers nothing like the Crazy? I craze? don't know. It's, they know what happened. It wouldn't help if it, you didn't get full. They can't yeah. even when they're threatening someone, they're like muttering. Yeah, and you're sort of thinking. And um, what they're gonna do, you know, like the craze, what you're gonna actually go to full limbs to actually get what you want, how far you're willing to go. But isn't that the problem with like the television timing and EastEnders being before the watershed that they can't show as much violence? Yeah, but, but then again, if you look back, if you go back to like E20, if you go back, back, mm. they're like, oh, we're gonna do this. But you get like Med Frankie Fredo from like 
I think round here. Yeah. And he's softly spoken. Yeah. He, he, you know, he can use words which they can't in EastEnders. So the the real gangsters could be more intimidating by articulating themselves. Basically, yeah, any sort of like. But you also know that he's in his passes, maybe killed some. Mm. crippled some badly to where they can't walk again or whatever but he's sort of like mm. I'm really nice yeah you know he's like you, you if you bumped bumped into him you wouldn't have think he was we feel like they're just sort of like they're over sort of put on plus 10 you're thinking yeah they're overacting yeah if you're a villain the last thing you would do is overact to make it that clear that that you are the bad guy. That's why Dean worked because he was nice, but he had that sinister side. But he was this is the dirty Dean yeah, character he had, played he by had Leslie the charm Grantham. as well. You know, to sort of go, yeah, I can kill you, but he you, he didn't over like going, yeah, you do this, I'm gonna. He, he was yeah. probably the most truthful character to what a real life villain so, would be. Dirty well, so he wasn't this is a real life villain because yeah, exactly, yeah, he yeah. came out of he was. He, he was in prison for murder. So this is yeah. Dirty, this is uh, someone called Dirty Dan. He was the character, but the real name was Legend. Yeah, Man. so he was the most. And I feel that with with Grant Mitchell especially. Yeah. I feel that he lost his shine as a a TV hard man after it came out that he took a couple of lumps from his missus. So. Okay, but that that's real life intruding on his portrayal of a fictional character. His wife was Rebecca Wade though. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, he's, he's who's Rebecca Wade? She's the ex um, editor of The Sun. Weren't you also okay. in the um, scandal? Rupert Murdoch's right hand woman. And The Sun was a paper, newspaper that was famous well, for being published and distributed you, from the East End as well. Weren't you also in the bugging scandal as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got in a lot of troubles. But so what, she was a real gangster. What as well. I will say, sorry to cut you off, is that currently the East End is so far away from what. It's being portrayed on um, on television now. I want to I want to jump in and say something because there's an article here called uh, from. It's actually on the BBC website and it's titled "EastEnders Almost Twice as White as the Real East End." And this is an article from the 24th of June 2014 where the BBC soap is EastEnders was said to be twice as white as the Real East End. And Diana Coyle, who was at the time the acting head of the BBC Trust, said in a speech uh, that it would be daft for the show to be a perfect replica of the real world. But she also added it's important to ask whether the BBC can do more in its popular output to provide an authentic portrayal of life in modern Britain. No, because it's, it's, it's being broadcast to the country. Yeah. And human beings mm. would rather watch people on television that reflect them, yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. So mm. if if 95% of the country is 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 white, yeah, they're not going to turn on these standards and say, oh, this is fantastic. Like 75% of the people are black and Asian. But, but the thing is, East Enders had a traditional, um, up until like let's say the last ten years, of having a, a predominantly white cast. Yeah, and it's because it's it's nationally broadcast. Mm. If it was on London Live now, I think mm. there would be more uh, what's it called, more justification to make it more ethnically diverse. But because okay. it's on BBC One Prime Time, yeah, it is going to be majority white. I don't have a problem with that because I think East, the, the show East Enders is a load of crap. Yeah. But what I will say. The reason it's further away from uh, the real life EastEnders than what people first think it is is not only to do with um, 
obviously the ethnic diversity of it all, but also you're getting these flipping young yuppie hipsters moving mm. into the area. Where, where, where's the vape shops? I need yeah. to see some vape shops in EastEnders for me to yeah. dive back in. Okay. I need to see some um, vegan restaurants. <clears throat> I mean, what do you think about it? more vegan restaurants and vaping stores? Would that give EastEnders a more of a foothold in reality, the TV series? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what do you think? It, what do you think? What ingredient of the real East End could be added to the TV series to make it more authentic? Um. Oh. Uh, it's a good question. Um. Wish you'd asked me that before. Yeah, I could have thought about it. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's cert- this could certainly be a lot more fried chicken and chips yeah. and takeaway shops, and probably a lot more vehicles stuck in traffic where the base is up to like ninety five percent booming as people are walking past. I could see a bit more of that, possibly. Yeah, that'd be hard to do with a square, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, just a traffic jam around a square. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, are there any traffic lights in? EastEnders no, at all. No, it is, it is the weirdest cul-de-sac I've ever yeah, seen in yeah. my life. Plus, plus it's, it's got the least used train station. Yeah. yeah. You see, what, once every couple of years you see someone walking out. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. It's it, usually when, like, Phil's coming back yeah. in. Yeah. I think the that, real joke of it would be to have a train station where people are jumping over the barriers yeah. after 10 o'clock because that they is, haven't paid, topped up their oyster. That is the real Hogwarts. You've got to go through some secret tunnel to get to Wolford. Yeah. And that's if you're lucky. You have to be, you can only get to Wolford by invitation. Yeah. Or you relate to someone then. Mm. I couldn't travel to Wolford. Yeah. We couldn't travel to Wolford. That's, that's, that's why the train station is so rarely featured mm. in any ref- episode. Yeah. And also. Because it's usually an exit sign for the, this character's not coming back to the TV series, isn't oh, yeah, it? I'm, One thing. Yeah, you just sort you know when they're not coming back when you see a with a long face walking into the station, it's yeah. sort of like, that's yeah. the end of you, mate. You're yeah. gone. Okay. Out, of, out of nowhere, some hoodie comes and stabs them in their spine. They go, oh, yeah, they're completely gone. Now they're dead. Can I ask you a question then? Do you think um, your current personality, as you are now, could survive in the world of EastEnders? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Um, uh, survive. Well, okay. So, yeah. Well,. Probably less than in the real world because the mortality rate of soap characters is far greater than it is. Yeah. If you weren't a soap character. Yeah. It's it's unlucky if you're born a soap character. Um. I I think I could survive in. I mean, because everyone there's there's no one actually evil in these senders. Really. Even the even the you know we're talking about the Mitchell brothers as the gang, but they're not actually they're actually mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> you know they're just hard. That was it. You know they weren't. There were actually gangsters that came in. I think I remember like. And they're really trying to just protect the family Billy business. Billy Murray, I think he came in and played a, a, a proper gangster in it. Okay. Whereas he's still in it. Oh, yeah. is he? Oh, okay. Silly Billy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the Mitchell brothers were, were just kind of. They weren't actually. Um, career criminals. Yeah. Um, they ran the mechanics under the arches. That's, yeah, that's, that, and they owned the pub pay. at the same time. Yeah, I think yeah. It was. They yeah. just they just had the influence in the area. They're not, you know. So they they were like a kind of a Robin Hood. They they had a job in the community. Well, uh, in the community. Every, every, all soap characters basically any regular character in soap has a good heart. I yeah, that, that, that doesn't work in soaps. You can't mm. have kind of people, bad people. Just I can't remember any characters that could survive. 
and be evil. Well, <laughs> well, they are. They don't. They don't last long in that. I mean, yeah. EastEnders does seem to have a couple of plot lines where people have killed other people and no one's found out, and the police come and come in and do an yeah. investigation that tends to last three that, months. That, that's, that's just a, that's just Cockney in like yeah. their rivals, Coronation Street. Yeah. Emma Dow. Yeah. You know, Brookside. They all they all sort of they don't really have they sort of run out of new ideas. They're just nicking ideas from other mm. soaps and going. Now, how can we just put just rearrange this storyline to mm. put it in there. But as a, I mean, maybe I've got a subjective opinion about this, but when I look at EastEnders, I can see a lot of the flaws in terms of, like, how authentic it is. But I suppose when I look at Coronation Street, it does feel like a, a real version of Manchester, even though there's probably not as many cobbled stone streets and close-knit communities. Street. It takes itself a little less seriously. Yeah, there's more humour in Coronation Street. It's mm. been, um, Paul Abbott used to write and Paul Abbott's famous for writing uh, the TV series Shameless. Shameless, clocked off. Um, Norman, Norm, Norm, Northern dramas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, I think... I don't know, I don't want to stereotype anything north of the M25, but they yeah. do seem to take a lot more things in their stride and they seem to... They've got a knack for being able to input humour where you didn't think humour would exist. Okay. And I think Connor Street is really good at that. Um, just going back to EastEnders for yeah. a moment and just jumping on the fact that the Mitchell brothers aren't evil at their core. And that's quite a true thing. And mm. thinking back now about their history, I don't know how they rose to be such prominent figures in, I don't know, gangland. Uh, they, they, they occasionally get, get, they occasionally get, Involved with kind of more kind of gangstery people, and they kind of come into their own a bit. But they were still basically just mechanics. Yeah, I know. And then I, I don't understand how gangsters would, because I, I remember there was a storyline about Phil Mitchell. <coughs> someone wanted to put a hit out on Phil Mitchell, oh, yeah, and his yeah. reputation was so high, the assassin, imagine this, would be assassin said, "Oh, I, I need to double the rate for mm. Phil Mitchell." I was thinking, like you said, he, he just owns a pub and mechanics. <laughs> He doesn't have any crew beneath him no. that I can see. He's one guy who, yeah, so... I mean, I, I just want to jump into another thing here because uh, there's an article by the Daily Mail online and it's titled EastEnders Reflects Real Life, which is in contradiction oh to the God. previous one about the BBC. And it's saying that researchers trawled through 18 years of Albert Square plot lines and compared the behaviour of the characters to what people actually get up to as revealed in social trends. Now, apparently... On average, 2% of the women between 16 and 44 in the BBC soap have been unfaithful to their partners. And in reality, the figure in this kind of area of the East End, as it, as it were, in real life, is nearer to 10%. Whereas for men, 1.7% uh, of East Enders characters have cheated on partners. In real life, it's 1 in 6. However, the study also found that when it comes to prostitution, um, in the... EastEnders storylines it features more prominently in fact than fiction in the program 0.18% of men per year pay for sex compared to the 4.3% in the area who pay for sex in real life I mean how does that sound to you 
can we make it a policy on this podcast never to quote facts from the Daily Mail ever again? But the thing oh, is, they talking I, I, about, they're talking about. Infidel- I'm trying to find searchable information no, for our they're listeners. Doing, they're talking about infidelity yeah. and paying for prostitution. What's that got to do with the, the the ethnic makeup of the area or what's happening, and the businesses that are in the area, or the fact we don't see traffic or that no one uses the train station? Mm. That was the, whoever got paid for that. Well, actually, the Daily the Mail were actually taking this information from the uh, the New Scientist magazine, and uh, apparently they also mentioned that murder victims in the show represent zero point two two percent of the cast, compared to a zero point zero zero one six percent of the real population. So these are scientific facts from the or, New or, Scientist. Or are they ju- apparently, are they ju- are they just numbers they're just putting in there. <laughs> this is so frustrating. But do you think that um, we need to hold the BBC account to create an authentic version of EastEnders, or just or or E Twenty, yeah, or should we just have an entertaining version? Yeah, just kind of. Yeah, I think you're missing the point about what EastEnders is. EastEnders is a very cheap way for BBC to make a lot of TV programs. They make four episodes a week, which is quite. I mean. To make like two hours worth of telly a week mm. is quite a lot, and it's there to entertain more than anything. It's not meant to be a documentary, and it's not meant to be. Um, it's realism. I mean, there has to be a certain amount of realism because it's a soap opera, but it doesn't have to be. You know, it doesn't have to be exactly like real life. It has to be a slightly more exaggerated. It has to be slightly odder, and so you get these kind of mm. weird things like like you were saying about you know Peggy Mitchell being the security of the Queen Vic and mm. these people attaining kind of this kind of gangster celebrity despite not actually being that mm. and that's what soaps soaps are uh, soaps main job is for people and especially they're great for lonely people they have a family then they can you know four times a week they get to sit down to EastEnders they get they get to hang out with characters they know they watch Queen Street in Emmerdale then they get it like you know every night they're just a little family that they get to um, hang out with and see what they've been getting up to um, if you want kind of a realistic portrait of the East End then maybe you need to look at films and maybe look at TV programmes to be made after the watershed but it's not going to happen in EastEnders because it's so it, it's so, it's produced in such a rapid um, never stopping it, it never stops it just keeps being produced keeps being produced it, it can't ever attain the realism and the and the um uh the East End authenticness that you that you want from it. I think that might be the perfect way to summarise and sum up what we've just talked about. So, um that was our comparison of E twenty real life versus E twenty in fiction. Um, if you want to see more of EastEnders, if you didn't know where it was, you can find it on the BBC iPlayer online or just Google search www.bbc.co.uk. If you want to visit Stratford, um, if you feel brave enough, you can always come down to Stratford at uh, the Tube Station via uh, the Central Line Jubilee Line and I think maybe the DLR as well and Stratford International if you come from abroad but um, yeah that's our comparison and um, take it as you would like whether you want the entertainment or you want to see something a bit more grounded in reality um, I'd like to say thank you for our uh, presenters uh, so thank you Michael Ahern 
Bye. Thank you, Stephen Code. Cheers. And special thanks to the remarkable individual that's MKH Inc. on controlling. I have been your host, Trevor Jones, and if you'd like to know more about the registered charity enough, feel free to find us out on www.inuf.org. That's www.inuf.org. Or for more up-to-date information, you can follow us on Twitter via at INUF underscore the charity. That's at INUF underscore T-H-E-C-H-A-R-I-T-Y. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.